Coming to you live from the Johnny Packer Eyewear Studios in fabulous Dark Vegas, Mississippi. Please welcome our co-host, the best eye doc this side of the Mississippi, B.W. And now, welcome a true hero, a CF warrior whose favorite motto in life is, just keep living. Here's Johnny. All right, welcome to a brand new edition of the Johnny's World Podcast. I'm uh, Johnny here with BW. How are you doing today, BW? Hey, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm good. Uh, man, it's good to get back in the saddle. We, we talked that, talked earlier that me and you hadn't done an interview together since like November. So I know. Good, to, good to get back together and have a, have a two-person deal and, and get to interview a great guest. So happy to be back. And uh, how's everything going up in the, in the Memphis area? It's good. I always I always tell people I don't like the cold weather, so I tend to hibernate in the wintertime, and I get pretty busy at work around the holidays and stuff like that, and between the cold weather and everything, I'm just like, just wait till the spring comes. So we had six inches of snow up here Friday night and uh, got up to 35 degrees on, uh, on Saturday and melted most of it, and then it's all gone yesterday, and we're back up to 65 today, so <laughs> kind of crazy yeah, weather. It is crazy. I went to the Mississippi State baseball game uh, Friday night, and you know it was 60, 65 degrees, and and then lo and behold, by midnight it was uh, snowing, and woke up to snow the next morning, <laughs> and then it and then it and then it uh, the sun dried it all out, and it got it was still cold, but it's crazy. Mississippi, you never know when the spring comes, <laughs> what uh, season he might have. Exactly. But yeah, I'm glad but, uh, it's baseball season. It's uh, it's good to kind of get back in the swing of that, even though things aren't going exactly how we planned them to this year. But that's all right. Yeah. Hey, we got a national championship. Oh, exactly. be happy about that. So, yeah. Uh, when, when all you listeners out there, state fans like us, when you're getting down on the Bulldogs and baseball, just remember that. Say, hey, we're still a national champ. So, till next year. But uh, yeah, it's been a, it's, it's gonna be a challenging year to say the least. But um, I'm just, re- I'm just ready for the, like you said, to get warm up and get back out to, to the dude. That'd be fine. But, uh, uh, what, what about the, uh, coffee? How's everything going with that? Let, let everybody yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of warm, good segue. Uh, yes. How about coffee? So we, we've got the, uh, the Johnny Packer coffee and, uh, I guess it's been out what six weeks now, something like that. And, uh, we've had a yeah. lot of, it's, it's been real popular. We've, we've sold quite a few bags and, uh, some of those folks probably got their bags about to run out um of their first bag so if you like it be sure to get back on there and order you some more and i need to add a, a feature where you can do subscriptions so that when you run out you just automatically get get more coming um but we've got several different varieties and just like our our sunglasses and and johnny packer glasses they're all named after mississippi towns we got the noxipator half calf and the the starkville grind and the hub city roast and um they all have different flavors come from different places, but the really cool thing about it is that when you order it, it's roasted at our facility that same week. And so if you order on a Monday, it's probably going to get roasted on a Wednesday and then it's going to get put in the mail and you'll have it by the, the early the next week. And so it's, it's really fresh and um, you can get it whole bean or ground and it tastes amazing. It's really, really good coffee. And, um, I would encourage anybody to go on there and, and order it. When you do order, um, a percentage of the sales is still going to go to the CF Foundation, 
but we also have a little feature on there where it's, you can round up if you'd like to as well. So you can donate a little bit more, um, you know, an extra 20 cents or something like that. And um, all that makes a big difference because it, it, when you do that, it actually goes directly to the CF foundation, which is nice. And uh, the rest of it um, goes to us. We call it Johnny Packer Corp. And then we'll, we'll make a donation and, um, you know, write a check kind of quarterly to the CF foundation after that. So, so get it on there, johnnypacker.com and check it out. Yeah. What's been the, uh, what's been the top seller that you've noticed? What's everybody buying? The, uh, the Starkville one has probably been the the top one. And then um, the, uh, the dark roast, the, the Octibaha County mud has been a good one too. Awesome. Well, uh, well, and, and also if you're out there listening, you're wondering, you got on the website, I said, where the glasses go? And you hadn't listened to our previous podcast about the coffee. Um, you can still, am I right? You still have some in, in your office? Yes, correct. And then they're, mm-hmm. and then they're, they're at Mississippi Eyewear and Starkville on, uh, on Main Street. So you can still drop by those two places if you, if you still want a glasses and sunglasses with it getting spring and sunny outside. Uh, and, uh, so you can still get that, but on the website, uh, get you some coffee and, so uh, that's the best part about it is that, it, that it's going to CF, but it automatically uh, takes it out. And then you can, like you said, give a little bit more if you feel inclined to. So good things happening over there at johnnypacker.com. So encourage everyone to go go check it out. Yes, sir. You want to introduce our guests? Yeah, we got a great guest. You know, uh, as you said earlier, uh, after naming the glasses and the and the coffee after Mississippi towns, we kind of got that Mississippi connection. We're, we're both Mississippians and We've had a lot of people uh, guests on our show who are well-known Mississippians, and and today we have another one that that's well-known throughout the state, and uh, a lot of people will, will recognize him and, and know him from his time at, at the Clarion Ledger and being a sports writer, and now he's the sports editor for uh, Mississippi Today. So, uh, so Rick Cleveland, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us, Rick. Good to be here. Well, Rick, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing now. I, I know you said you're the sports editor at Mississippi Today. For, for those who's listening and want to read your stuff, how, how did they find that out? Or tell us a little bit about oh, that. They, yeah, they find it on it's at MississippiToday.org. And um, it's MississippiToday.org. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of inflation going on, but but Mississippi Today is free. It's uh, it's. Uh, I write two or three times a week for them and have a podcast on there and uh, welcome everybody to come give it a try. Awesome. And what's the name of the podcast? Is that just on the, you can go to the website and see that as well? Yeah. The the name of the podcast is the uh, Crooked Letter Sports Podcast. And it's actually me, me, my my son and I do it. We've been, uh, we do it weekly and I guess we've done, uh, about 40 of them now. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I grew up uh, reading your columns in the Clarion Ledger, and, you know, you were probably one of the only real things I would read as a teenage teenage boy in Mississippi. And, um, and so I remember seeing, you know, your, your face, the little picture there on there, and but I never actually heard your voice until just now. So it's it's kind of an interesting moment to, to hear that. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've done a whole bunch of people's podcasts, and I've always uh, Mississippi Today's been wanting me to do one for a long time, but but uh, I put it off, put it off, and then I said, well, look, can I do it with my son? And they said, sure. And so I, I'm I'm doing it now, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Of course, anytime you do something with your son, it's fun. 
Definitely. So is, uh, is your son into the writing as well, like you are, or how, how did he get involved with that? Yeah, he is. He works for Scorebook Live, uh, which is uh, uh, it covers high school sports in Mississippi. Uh, well, it covers in every state in the country, but he's the editor for uh, for the Mississippi website. It's uh, scorebooklive.com. And what they're trying to do is fill the void that was left uh, – you know, when I was at the Clarion Ledger, we used to, at one point, we had five five high school writers, a high school editor, and then, a you know, a crew of about 25 college and high school kids who came in on Fridays and Saturday nights that helped us, you know, kind of be the high school Bible for, for mm-hmm. high school sports Bible for Mississippi and and you know, it's just it's, that's changed so much, and it's it's left kind of a void. And and uh, that's what Tyler, my son's name's Tyler, and Tyler and Scorebook Life are, are attempting to fill fill that void. I encourage anybody to check it out if you uh, like. This past uh, this past week during the state high school basketball tournament, I think. I think Tyler covered all 36 games. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> he had basketballs bouncing in his dreams, I think. <laughs> so did he grow up uh, just watching you writing and everything and decided he wanted to follow in your footsteps or what, what led him to that? Well, you know, that's the way it was with my dad. My dad was, uh, when I was, uh, when I was one year old, he was the sports editor of the Jackson Daily News, and uh, and then our house became. Then he moved. He he moved to uh, become the uh, PR director at uh, the University of Southern Mississippi, and so I was around sports writers all the time. He ran the ran the press box at the football games and you know, all the sporting events. And so I grew up with sports writers coming to our house and everything. And I, it just seemed like a hell of a good way to make a living to me. Uh, of course, my daddy said, you make a whole lot more money doing something else. And he, he was right about that. And I told <laughs> my son the same thing. And, but, but uh, uh, you know, I didn't have any better luck talking him out of it than than my daddy did talking me out of it <laughs> and i got no complaints you know i'm i've been comfortable and i've i've enjoyed i've been doing this uh i'm 69 i turned i started writing for the hattiesburg american when i was 13 so i've been doing it for 56 years now wow and, and uh you know people ask me if you you ever get tired of going to games and you know i really don't it's um every game is a different you know it's a different animal every every game is different and uh, yeah I, I don't ever get tired of going to the ballpark or the football stadium or the gym or the golf course or any of it i, I just enjoy it well well rick I, talking about all these years covering i have to ask you what just tell us some of your fondest memories or what's been some of their favorite events or sports that you've covered or 
uh, throughout your time. Do you have any that stand out? Yeah, I've got several that stand out. Um, you know, I know, I know you're a Mississippi State fan. The, the, right. the 1980 Mississippi State Alabama game um, mm-hmm. when Bear Bryant had the really, really unbelievable. Um, SEC winning streak and a, and a big winning streak over Mississippi State and mm-hmm. and they were ranked number one and they were twenty point favorites at, at Memorial Stadium and uh, State won six to three and that that certainly uh, would be real close to the top of of all the events that I've covered. Uh, you know, I, I covered uh, the state's run to the Final Four in 96, uh, starting with the SEC tournament and, and then every every game in the NCAA tournament. Uh, that was pretty amazing. Uh, when I was a freshman at Southern Miss and was the uh, uh, covered – covered was was on the staff i was going to school full-time and working full-time too and that was the 1970 football season when uh, uh southern miss upset old miss 30 to 14 which is golly what are we now we're 50 52 years later or yeah, yeah. 52 mm-hmm. later and that's still the biggest upset I've ever seen it was it was a way bigger upset than than state beating Alabama I mean state was only a 20 point underdog I think Southern Miss was a 49 point underdog and had gotten beat 69 to 7 by Ole Miss the season before uh, it was Archie's senior year and he was the leading candidate for the Heisman Trophy and they were coming off – Ole Miss was coming off victories over Georgia and Alabama, and Southern Miss was coming off a 40-point defeat to San Diego State, I think. Uh, wow. It was, a, it was a classic case of one team being overconfident and not playing very well, and, and the other team just collectively. I mean, if there are 44 players that played, they all played the game of their lives. And uh, so I, I remember that well. Uh, I was sitting by my daddy down at Tulane Stadium the, the day that Tom Dempsey kicked a 63-yard field goal to beat the Detroit Lions. That was in the same football season, by the way. That was, uh, I think, the, uh, about one month in between the Southern beating Ole Miss and then Dempsey kicking that field goal. Uh, <laughs> I'll wow. never forget that one for sure. But there's been there's been ton of things, and and then you know this past spring you mentioned it earlier about state being the national champion, but uh, that run that that whole thing in Omaha was pretty incredible. Uh, I've never seen in in my fifty six years of sports writing, I've never seen a fan base take over a site a, a tournament site or game site or anything the way state fans took over omaha uh and the way they played it was just it was unbelievable uh, just an unbelievable experience and um you know i finished my column 
the night after the, you know, in the press box there at the game. And that took about an hour and a half. And I walked out of the entrance and there were Mississippi State fans lined up for at least 100 yards to in line waiting to get their picture, make selfies at the statue, Mm -hmm. you know. Unbelievable. Just an amazing experience. Yeah, it really was incredible to see how that how that took place, and uh, just a long time coming, you know. So, uh, so happy that it happened. And uh, so Rick, tell us a little bit about. It. I remember uh, I've, I've been quite a few times, and then the, um, I went when Coach Cheryl was inducted to the Hall of Fame. Tell, tell us about the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, and uh, but you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a treasure, you know, to to someone who are, is not really familiar with Mississippi sports and wants to learn up about it. It's 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 awesome, and. Um, tell us how that came about, and I know you were in charge of that for a little while. Well, and and you you remember I don't know if you knew him, but Michael Rubenstein, who yep. was a really good friend of mine, and he was doing TV at WLBT for about as long as I had done uh, sports at the Clarion Ledger, and uh, we became good friends. You know, going to a lot of the same events together, and. Uh, and we were both in a group of people um, who, before there was a Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, we we started a group to try to to have one. You know, it was to me it was a big void in a state that loves sports as much as Mississippians do, and and also that that has the success that Mississippians have had, and and not just football and baseball, but in basketball, track and field, Olympics, everything, um, that we didn't have one. And so Michael, uh, when we, when we, when we were successful and it wasn't just Michael and me, there there was, there was a whole bunch of people that were involved in it. Um, including Bailey Howell, Mississippi state, Archie Manning at Ole Miss, uh, my dad had a hand in and it, it, uh, he was at Southern Miss. Uh, it was kind of a statewide effort. But anyway, once it, it got going, uh, Michael became the executive director of it and, and was for the first 18, 19 years. And then when he got really ill and passed away in December of 2011, I was still at the Clarion Ledger and uh, you know, I was on the way to cover a, another coach firing or hiring. I think it was when when uh, Houston Nutt, maybe Houston Nutt, maybe Hugh Freeze, one or the other, was being hired at, at Ole Miss. And somebody on the board at the Sports Hall of Fame called me and said um, – would you be interested in taking Michael's place? And at the same time, I had gotten a, um, a letter in the mail from Gannett that said I was, that's the company that owns the Claire and Ledger and USA Today and about 90 other newspapers around the country that was telling me that I was eligible for a, a buyout where they would, pay me a year's salary and a year's benefits to just take a buyout. And um, 
So I went into the publisher's office and I said, well, you're offering me a year's salary to quit. And she said, well, I didn't offer you that. We don't want you to take it. <laughs> I said, well, I've got, I've got a jo- another job offer now that pays, you know, pays a good bit more than what you're paying me here. Um, and basically, uh, said the ball's in your court, but I'm I'm not going to stay here for less money when I can earn a year's salary from you without doing anything and make a higher salary for this other group. And um, she said, "Well, my hands are tied. I can't do anything about it." So I, I I took the buyout and took the job at the Hall of Fame, and it was great. You know, I mean, I for I did it for four years and. Uh, we had a lot of success during that time. We raised a bunch of money, which uh, made a lot of improvements to the Hall of Fame. And what was so fun about it for me, guys, was that I uh, was working with all, all the Hall of Famers were people that that I had covered all my life, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, going back to when I was 13 years old, these were... These were people that I knew and cared about. Uh, and um, so it was, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. That was a lot of work too. I mean, it was, um, you know, for however many years it was before I took that job when I was a sports writer, I never really felt like I was going to work, but, you know, raising money and, and uh, keeping a, 24,000 square foot museum open six days a week, 52 weeks out of a year was, that was a different animal. That was a lot of work. Uh, but I'm glad I did it. And um, I'm glad that Bill Blackwell's the executive director now and, they, and they're doing a great job there still. And I'm a big supporter of it and still serve on several committees on it. But uh but I'm glad to be back to riding sports full time instead of, uh, you know, raising right. and running a museum. Mm-hmm. That's a long answer, probably more than you wanted to know. No, that's exactly what we wanted to know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great place up there. I always look forward to seeing who the who the uh, nominees are for the upcoming Hall of Fame class every year. It's it's, uh, it's, it's a growing class. It's pretty. Uh, it's it's awesome how how they do that over there. Uh, well, we, we, you know, we, we, it's six a year is what the bylaws call for, and it's it's mm-hmm. almost like it's not enough. There's so many deserving right. people who are not. I mean, I could rattle off forty or fifty names right now of people who who have done enough to be in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, and they're just waiting their waiting their time. Meanwhile, you know, and. Uh, a, a, a whole new group is getting eligible every year. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I have encouraged, and I hope at some point they're going to do like almost like the uh, Major League Baseball and the NFL does. They they, they have a, a veterans committee and put in some people who have been, I guess, more or less overlooked over the years. And, right. Um, and and maybe have some, you know add a few inductees a year. We'll see if that happens. I'm I'm, I'm highly in favor of it. 
Is there like, uh, I know in the professional sports, you have to wait five years. Is there a time limit like that? You have to be out for a certain amount of years to be be eligible? Yeah, you have to be uh, retired from your sport for five years. Right. Or, you know, for people that like play golf or uh-huh. other sports, you have to be 50 years old. Gotcha. Or, yeah. So either you're retired or you have reached. We may need to, you know, we we need to make an exception for for uh, our old basketball coach, uh, Richard DeWeese at MRA. He's a, he doesn't seem like he's going to hang it up anytime soon, but he just keeps winning. Well, he's over. I know Richard well. He's over 50 years old. So he's, I'm not sure he's ever been nominated. Uh, You could go on the website, the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame website, missfame.com, and see. Uh, but you know, probably, and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm prejudiced toward them because I think that that uh, high school coaches probably have as much of effect on our society as as anybody, as any one group of people, uh, and um, I think. I think maybe they're the most underserved group where the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame is concerned. Of course, they have their own Hall of Fame, the Mississippi Association mm-hmm. of Coaches Hall of Fame. And a lot, a lot of coaches are, are members of that who haven't gotten into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of – just to give you an example, there's, you know, Mike Justice who won so many – high school state football championships and over 300 mm-hmm. games as a high school football coach. Uh, he's, he's been uh, up for it for about three or four years and, and, and hadn't gotten in yet. And, you know, clearly he's deserving. Uh, yeah. But there's lots of people like that. Uh, um, and I hope, you know, again, that's one reason why I hope we'll have a, um, maybe come up with a veterans committee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, or Rick, I have to ask you this question. So, I mean, a lot of people who, uh, I don't know how many people around the world or the United States realize what great athletes we have in Mississippi. I mean, uh, I remember when Mike Leach took the job here at Mississippi state, he, he immediately rattled off, you know, we got this, this state is just not, not just Mississippi state, but rich in athletes, you know, from Archie Manning and, and uh, Brett Favre, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, all that sort of stuff. If you had to choose for a Mount Rushmore of Mississippi sports stars through the years, who would be your Mount Rushmore, do you think? Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's a really – and, you know, so many of them are friends of mine. But, uh, um, you know, I, I would think surely Walter Payton. Definitely. Know? Jerry Rice. I mean, they're, they're, they're you can make an argument that they're the two best football players. That I think so. At their ever, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, and you know, and I, I covered, I covered Walter from Columbia High School when I was a kid, all the way through, you know, his his entire pro football career. And and Jerry Rice, I remember hearing about him for the first time when he was at Mississippi Valley and going and covering him, and just unbelievable. But you got to have, you know, you, you you'd have to include more than football, and, right? You know, Bailey Howell, my mm-hmm. God, 
what a great – I mean, you, you know, we – yeah, people make a big deal, right? You know, these days people make a big deal about somebody having a double double. Mm-hmm. Bailey, Bailey, for his career at Mississippi State, averaged—I mean, averaged—twenty seven points and seventeen rebounds a game. Wow! I mean, that's just—that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, he would certainly deserve to be. Uh, and then there's, you know, I'm I'm prejudiced about Boo Ferris because he yeah. allowed, allowed me to write his book, and and plus he's the finest, he's as good as human being as anybody I've ever met, and uh, I mean he would deserve to be. I uh, think so. God, we'd we'd have to have a, we'd have to have more mountain peaks, than, <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's and true. you know, there's so 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 many more. Uh, mm-hmm. Ralph Boston. From Laurel, Mississippi, the, the long jumper, uh, who, you know, over three consecutive Olympics won a, a, a gold medal, silver medal, and a bronze medal in in the Olympics. Uh, I don't I don't know why it is that our guy our our people can jump so far, but. Uh, Larry Myricks is another Mississippi Sports Hall of Famer who was um, best in the world when he was long jumping. Um, we had a lady from Money, Mississippi named um, oh God, Willie, Willie B. White, who, you know, at the age of uh, 16, won a silver medal uh, around the world in Australia, uh, in the long jump. Uh, so many, so, so many unbelievable stories that have, uh, and unbelievable people, uh, that have come through Mississippi, uh, in, in, in a lot of different sports. Right. Well, um, the only other thing I wanted to ask you, Rick, was I know you've, you've traveled to a lot of places and, and probably eaten a lot of good meals. Is, is there any meals that, that stand out to you anywhere on the road that you've got to go, you know, that you miss that you want to go to every year or anything like that? Well, I'm talking to you from new Orleans and I've spent a lot of my life covering games down here and uh, it's hard to find a bad meal. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, as far as a favorite place, uh, there used to be a place here that, that is, is no longer because of Katrina, but it was a place called Uglesich. That's what that was the name. It was the name of the guy that mm. owned Uglesich. He was an old Yugoslavian uh, huh. guy who, uh, Anthony Uglesich. And it was, a, it's, it's my favorite restaurant of all time. Mm. I love to go to dreamland. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that that that's up there on the list as well. Uh, th- th- those would probably be two two of my two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing about that's a cool thing about going to games out out, uh, out of, sometimes when you go out of state or follow someone, follow a team that you're following just to stop by and see. You know, me and Brandon, we love to eat at like hole in the wall places. We seem like those are the best places to. You just stumble across one and like, and uh, so there's lots of lots of cool things to to go and see at different places when they're when they're going to games. So 
Yeah, well, both those places I mentioned are, are definitely in the hole in the wall mm-hmm. category. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy the um, the uh, College World Series. I've covered state several times, uh, Ole Miss once and Southern Miss once in the College World Series. But uh, uh, that's always a great, great uh, assignment because you uh, – you know, you go I, – I usually get up and play golf in the morning. they got great golf courses in Omaha and then, and then uh, go cover games and then end up the night eating a steak somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Drovers, where I became my go-to spot this past College World Series. Yeah, I've heard that place is that that place is really really good. I heard uh, when we I went in 2018 and uh, stayed for a while in Omaha. And, um, we were going to that place, but I think they were booked up. We ended up eating this. Uh, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of it. It was like a it was a steak place, but it was like a knights and castle type team place, and they had recommended it, and it was really good. But uh, yeah, the drover I've, I've heard is fantastic. Yeah, there was a. Um that and then there was a mr c's that was really really good back in the day that's where skip bertman used to go all the time uh, uh yeah but you know what was funny about that that this this past year is i think that uh, mississippi states had better baseball teams than the one that finally won it Mm-hmm. Start starting with 1985. There's no question that that might have been the best college baseball team I've ever seen. Uh, but this team just, you know, put it all together at the right time, and and it was uh, they got great uh, performances off the bench from from people I'd never heard of, you know, mm-hmm. until, until I got to Omaha and. And then Landon Sims was just so good. And yeah, uh, yeah, I saw the news today about him. It just—it's just so heartbreaking about him hurting his arm like that. And well, what, is it, what, what did they say today? I had—I hadn't been he, around. He—he's out, and he's going to have to have surgery. Tommy him, Tom. him, and Stone Simmons—they announced both both pitchers. Uh, yeah, they both hurt the, their arms during the two lane, two lane series and. Uh, you know, Landon's such a talent. Like, I mean, I, it, it didn't say, but he made it sound like that his career as Mississippi State is over with. So, because uh, you know, I think the Tommy John is a whole year process of recovery, and I mean, he'll still get drafted. But uh, yeah, and he'll like, still. My guess is he'll still go in the first round. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. so. You know, I was telling you about my our, our podcast that I have with my son, and when we were doing our pre baseball season. Thing I, I I I said that I that I really thought that it was a gamble to mm-hmm. to move the best closer in the country, right? One of the best closers in the history of college baseball mm-hmm. uh, to a Friday night starter, and I'm not saying that's why he got hurt. Don't get me wrong. I'm just right. saying I, I thought. Uh, he gave you a chance to win more games as a closer than he, than mm-hmm. he does as a starter. And it's a totally different mindset, too. Right. You know, as a, as a closer. I mean, he 
I don't know if I ever saw him throw anything besides a fastball and a slider as a closer. And you, you've got to have you got to have more than two pitches as a as a as a starter. You just can't you can't go through the lineup three or four or five times with uh, with two pitches. You know, as good as they are. So yeah. anyway, I just hate to see it happen. And I hope yeah. he recovers, and I hope he has a long uh, uh, lucrative yeah. career because he he he's he's as good as I've ever seen. You know, you're, you're talking about that 85 team being so good and everything. It, you know, it, it kind of – it was kind of the way that it worked out this past year. You know, the Mississippi State fans have always dreaded, you know, that game with Texas and Gene Morgan and the foot, you know, that whole thing. And wasn't that something for Mississippi State to knock off Texas to get to the national championship? It was kind of like slaying the ghost of the past or something. <laughs> it, that, it, that it was Texas, that team that, that knocked State out all – you know, yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, there was a lot of stuff going on in Omaha, as you know, the whole North Carolina state thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but, but when, when it, when all was said and done, I, I really do think that the best, the best team and the, and certainly the team that was playing the best won. Right. And Vanderbilt, another thing, Vanderbilt's always had Mississippi State's numbers in these recent years, and and uh, for them to knock them off to win it all, that that was kind of special too. So uh, going through through Texas and Vanderbilt, yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I, I somehow, I mean, I, I know it wasn't possible, but I wish um, Jake Mangum had had. An, yeah, of course, I, everybody who was part of the team still considered him part of it. But right, if there's ever been anybody that, that uh, worked hard and, and mm-hmm. loved the place as much as he he loves Mississippi State, it would have been great for him to be a member yeah, we had, of the national championship team. We had Jake back on the podcast in the fall and. And uh, it's it's gonna be great to follow him in his pro career. But you know, he said that that after they got knocked out his senior year, uh, I vividly remember him saying, "Coach Lamonis, you're gonna be the first coach to bring a national championship to Mississippi State." And lo and behold, <laughs> he yep. he was that, and that's yeah. uh, really special. He, so uh, he he's was a great. Looking, he was looking right at me when he said that. He was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's got a great, bright future ahead of him in pro ball. I hope, I hope so. so. The game of baseball, the major league game, has changed so much. Um, it has. You know, he added he added some pop last year, which will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's a hell of a thing. I mean, it's not the kind of baseball I grew up with, but you you know, hitting three twenty five with singles and and a few doubles is not. Not what they're looking for anymore. Right. Uh, and the fact that you can cover so much ground, you know, in the outfield and and the fact that you can win games in so many different ways. Everybody wants the long ball, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the outfield positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely well, changed a lot through the through the years and uh uh, Rick, what, what's your? I want to get your take on uh, on the NIL stuff with with college football. What's your take on that? What's your thoughts on all that stuff? I know a lot of people have different opinions on it. It's just I'm I'm, I'm 
learning every day. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I do think that in the end, the rich are just going to get richer. I mean, the, the teams, right. you know, uh, and now it's legal, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now you don't have to buy them. It's, it's legal. You can just, you can pay them. And um, yeah. I don't, I don't see it helping the Mississippi schools at all over the long run. I just I don't see it. And I, I don't, you know, obviously you you couldn't go on with a system where the coaches are making five, six, seven million dollars a year and the players are getting tuition, room and board. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> that wasn't right, but I just don't right. know how it's going to all, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 uh, Texas's and Texas A and M's and uh, Georgias and Alabamas. They're just going to continue to to get the best players. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rick, uh, this has been great. We really appreciate you coming on today. Um, we'll definitely have to tell all listeners, tune into the Crooked Letter Sports Podcast. I'll have to get on and subscribe to that, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Y'all can uh, check out his column on Mississippi Today, too. That, that's awesome. Yeah, MississippiToday.org. I write, I write mm-hmm. uh, two or three columns a week for it. And, uh I, I'm prejudiced, but I also think we do the best. Uh, our, our, our reporters do the best job of covering Mississippi State government than 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 any other publication you'll find. Awesome. Well, I've enjoyed it, guys. Yeah, yeah so thank much. you, Rick. If people All really right. enjoy it. Well, you have got right. to go find one of those good New Orleans restaurants now. Yeah, yeah, I'm jealous, man. I'm yeah. enjoying you. All right. Well, y'all take right. care. Thanks so much. Thanks, going. Rick. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Johnny's World Podcast. Please help us spread the message about CF and support our cause by going to johnnypacker.com. You can also reach us at johnnypackereyewear at gmail.com.